kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Testicles one, two, testicles. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Paranoid Radio Podcast. I am your humble host, Triples Garcia. And I want to thank the Lord for allowing me to be here today. And I want to thank every single one of you guys for tuning in and allowing me to enter your space. Do not forget that we're on the countdown to 200. This is episode 195th. And we have an amazing episode lined up for you guys with one of a kind, another amazing special guest. Before anything, I want to uh, let you guys know and remind you guys to drop a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This allows other people to enjoy the show as much as I enjoy making it. And check out ParanoidRadio.com as now you can listen to all the audios of the most recent episodes. And you can also listen to the unbothered, unedited, and unfiltered video episodes of the past two weeks. Make sure you check us out at ParanoidRadio.com, ParanoidRadio.com. Now, please allow me to jump in from the deep end of the pool and set the mood. Ladies and gentlemen, today we don't only have a father but a leader, one of a kind, also an author of the Conspiracy Theory Survival Guide, a guidebook for prosecuted truth, the one and only John Kerwin. What's going on, brother? How's Man, it going? Man, I'm telling you what, that's a great intro. I'm really looking forward to this convo. This is going to be fun. <laughs> I know it is. And uh, talk to me a little bit about where people can find you, dude. How'd you get sure. into this movement? Tell us your story before anything and then drop the bombs on us. Nice. Yeah, I'm over on uh, wakeuporelse.com and most of my content's on YouTube at Wake Up or Else. And I've been at this for about seven years, creating content on the on the Mandela Effect primarily. But we, mm. you know, we wave, wade over to Flat Earth. I had uh, Dave Weiss on my channel today, did an interview with him. He's a Flat Earth guru. So Congratulations. Yeah, he's a guru, man. Yeah, he's he going to blow it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, the, uh, the topic we're going to talk about today, among other things, is a little different than what I think most of us truthers are used to on a on a broadcast where we're looking at how the matrix is bamboozling us or what danger we're in next. Today, what we want to talk about, among other things, is the emotional impact, the intellectual challenges, the spiritual challenges that we all have as truthers when those of us, those that are important to us in our life, friends, huh. family, spouses, aren't on a journey with us. Uh -huh. Okay, they're, they're unconvinced. They don't know. They don't want to know. And they're looking at us like, I'll tell you, give me an example, paranoid radio right? That's mm -hmm. your platform. Yes, the sir. definition of paranoid is unreasonably and obsessively anxious, suspicious, or mistrustful. They look at us like we're paranoid. And that's, a, <laughs> that's a character flaw. Okay? That's a real definition of what I am, at least. <laughs> that's right. But to them, it's not a good thing. They believe yeah. we have lost our marbles. And this sets up a, a series of relational barriers that in many cases are irreconcilable in my case it ended in divorce after 24 years of marriage and oh, four God. children yeah and my. so this is uh this is very universally uh similar though you may not be in divorce but if your spouse is an unconvinced normie you are you got issues you got problems and that's what the book's about how how do you deal with that like how first of all i'm sorry to hear about what happened 
And then at the same time, kudos, because now you could spend more time loving yourself and spreading the truth um, and waking meeting. You'll probably meet somebody else that's going to make you happier. And then again, you still love this person. Yeah. And she's happy the way she is, or he's happy the way she is for other people that are listening. Um, if you really are in love with this person, you want them to be truly happy. And through that, you'll be happy as well. So I could only imagine what you went through. I could only imagine what your kids went through. Talk to me a little bit about that emotional disturbance and how you deal dealt with it. And then let's dive in into your book, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> well, first of all, I, I don't advocate divorce, you know, for the cause of a, being a truther in any, in any stretch. I did not leave. I was asked to leave. Okay. And, you know, this process took about I'm a four or five years that we were together. Mm. And, you know, I understand the concept of having wisdom, not pushing things down people's throats. But, you know, it's fine if it's somebody like a friend, you can cut them loose. But if it's your spouse or your kids, you're thrown into the mix together. And you, as the truther, suddenly have an entirely different worldview, like overnight, your whole huh. worldview is upended. And it's kind of like if you were in the Truman Show, you remember that movie, The Truman Show, and he gets he finds yeah. out he's in a TV studio. It would be like after finding that out, he went back to work the next day. That would be unthinkable, right? Yeah. And that's what they tell us. Well, what difference does it make? I still have to go to work, don't I? No. No, you wouldn't go to work the next day if you found out the earth was flat and you're under a dome. And <laughs> you found out the Mandela effect is real and NASA and the media are yeah. lying. And this all this stuff that we've discovered is life-changing. And if the people that you're on the life's journey with haven't found that out, the problem that you run up against is not only do they don't know, they don't want to know. So they, they erect a wall between you where they basically tell you, I don't want to talk about it. And you're just like frothing at the mouth, you know, your nerve endings are hanging out. Because yeah. a lot of the stuff we discovered is bad news. Mm. It's not good news, a lot of it. So what happens is you go from living on a cruise liner to living on a battleship. You're overnight, you're on a war footing. And yeah. you got this sense of urgency that's like, we got to do something. And they're like, well, you know, they're like fun, fun seasons in the sun, you know, uh -huh. they're just planning uh -huh. next vacation, doing yeah. life. Right. Yeah. And it just doesn't work for us. I and see it. You're in a battlefield, not only physically with your, with your spouse. And I'm not saying you're throwing shoes at each other or hurting each other physically, but words. And then you're at an emotional battle because you also want to be at her level, his or level. And you want to be, uh, you want to be amicably. You want to be happy with her. You want to. You want to make sure that she's content with you. However, it's not always what uh, how it plays out. Uh, unfortunately, well, I don't mean. I don't. Let me interject. I don't mean I'm at war with my spouse. I mean we've discovered that the power structure is at war with humanity. Their anti-human agenda is yeah. pointing at us, mm -hmm. and they they're impl they're operationalizing eugenics programs. Right? They want us yeah. dead. Look at the Georgia Guidestones. Uh -huh. Reduce the population to 500 million. Well, that's total nonsense to a North. Clearly, yeah. But we found out the fact that we don't trust Fauci. And, you know, there's the 13 families and the people that run the thing are working with them and they're blood-drinking Luciferian psycho mobsters. And mm -hmm. to, to the spouse, the kids, you're just a buzzkill. You, you just... What are you talking about? What are you so worked up about? You know, and you're mm -hmm. like, well, look at my 13 
three ring binders of information. No. Okay. You know, you don't, you're not the one that's deceived. Remember, you are correct, truther. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> you are right. They're wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now you're thrust into a scenario where you're basically told that you have to pretend like you believe like they do by being silent for the rest of your life or else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the position you get put in. So tell me a little bit about the guide. How do you guide us using this book? Again, where can you find the book for the people yeah, that are yeah, listening yeah. to the show? Yeah, the book is called The Conspiracy Theorist Survival Guide. It's available on paperback or uh, audio, and you can get mm -hmm. it on Amazon. Just look it up. Mm -hmm. Or you can go to my website, wakeuporelse.com, and just click All on right. Get the Book. And you know, it's 300 awesome. pages. It's It's broken into two sections. The first section is Inside the Mind of Truther. Okay. Of the truther. That is what makes you tick. How come you see and they didn't see? And uh -huh. uh, then the second section is inside the mind of the unconvinced. So why do normies ah. attack, you know? Wow. And what, Look at that. Why do normies don't want to know? Because that's uh -huh. what I finally, I started to ask myself. Because what happens with us, let's take the moon landing as an archetype for yeah. conspiracy theories, right? So you, uh -huh. you find out NASA's lying through their teeth. Right. So you go and you got your three ring binder with all these pictures and stuff. Right. And you uh -huh. think in your mind, you think, well, surely if I show them enough examples, then they'll believe me. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But what we find out is that doesn't work yeah. because they don't want to know. And so I started to ask myself, well, why don't they want to? I mean, who doesn't want to know? They're, they're... Reminds me of Cypher from The Matrix. Yes! Right? Totally he goes like back Cypher. into the movie. He goes back into the freaking digital world. He sells Ooh. his friends out for a freaking digital stake. Totally. Yeah, yeah. He, he said ignorance is bliss. That's exactly uh -huh. what we're up against. Yeah, exactly. So they know what's going on. They just don't want to be part of it. Nope. It's a lot more easier for them to continue in their programming. It's so it's so much easier for them to just not break the habit. It's like a drug addict, bro. You know that he likes yeah. where he's at. That's what it is. And a lot of a lot of the truthers, right? So if you're listening to me, you're probably a truther. I'm sure that uh, I use the term normie. It's not a derogatory term. The normies name themselves normie. So like my daughter told me one day, Dad, I just wish you were normal. So they're the ones that gave them the name. So I'm not using it like in a derogatory way. So if you're a truther, though, there's a part of you that when you started to find out these things, you got in touch with your destiny. This is what drives truthers to carry the truth, even though there's a great cost, because that's what stops the unconvinced from biting down on your evidence. They'll hmm. look at your moon landing stuff and they'll be like, whoa, there's meat on the bones of this. And they don't want to admit it. And so what happens is your conscience presents itself. Okay. Hmm. When you see a glaring, ridiculous lie, like the picture of the earth from space is 12 strips of data. And then uh, Robert Simmon from NASA, from the Goddard you know, agency told us, yeah, I made this uh, with Photoshop. And so you find out they're lying to you. That's one example. Yeah. Your conscience, which everybody has a conscience, tells you that is wrong. Okay. That's as far yeah. as the conscience goes, though. Mm -hmm. At that point, your integrity presents itself. 
So integrity is uh, like morals. Morals is good and bad. The Ten Commandments. Because well, first, what your principles are. Yeah. What okay, motivates now, you? What's going to hold you back? Uh huh. Right. But integrity, if you don't live by those principles that you believe, then you really don't have integrity. So integrity is like a verb, right? You have to obey the integrity when it when you present it. So your integrity says, all right, NASA's lying, and integrity says. Well, you're going to have to change how you deal with this then. If they're lying to you, you're you're not going to be able to clap like a trained seal anymore when people mm -hmm. talk about NASA. You're going to have to speak up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? But yeah. <laughs> everybody knows what that means. That means you're going to join this posse. Man, you're yeah. going to feel the pain, right? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So what happens right at that moment is that the unconvinced decides not to want to know because it's going to be too painful. I, I'm, you know, they think I'm smart. There's no way they could, there's no way they could deceive me that the earth is flat or the moon is fake. I'd have to be. Yeah. No, huh? Whoa. So they'll put that up in their, in their minds, right? Yeah. Oh, man. hold on. My screen just went blank. All right. So, it's all good. But, but then what happens is because they don't really have any intelligent arguments, they only have one attack vector, and that is to go to personal attacks. Yeah, yeah. Once they saw, once they see that all the numbers match up, 666,000 miles around the sun, mm -hmm. when they see, when it makes no sense that there's no atmosphere in the moon, yet the flag that they posted up is not only waving, but it also stays colorful. It should have been disintegrated. The color should have been banished within right. seconds after the sun hits it because there's no atmosphere. When things start not adding up for them, they start hitting you where it hurts, where with your kids, we start hitting you with the way you were raised, with, oh, wait, you have daddy issues, oh, everything's an abandonment for you, oh, everything's hopeless for you, yep. et cetera, and et cetera. Yeah, 100%, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I have to amplify that. That's where you get, that's where this journey starts to get painful because, you know, as a father, I was being told I was crazy and you're disrespected and you're rejected. And then at first they keep it light, but after a period of time, it goes to level two. I talk about this in chapter six, the, the three levels of rejection. After you've been a truther for about six months, you know, they were hoping maybe you were just tinkering around with it, but now they realize you really believe this stuff. Yeah. So then what they do is they start to manage you. So they start giving you little edicts and decrees like, uh, hey, when we go to the in-laws, I don't want you to talk about your conspiracy theories for more than three minutes. <laughs> Still uh, do stuff like uh, that, right? Uh, uh, you ever have okay. that? Okay. Been there. Been there plenty of times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually take a lot of pride when I come when the people tell me, oh, so what do you think? Oh, you can open a can of worms. I give them a warning first. <laughs> we should have a yeah, t-shirt. Warning. You don't yeah. want to ask me nothing. Don't ask me about anything that has to do with Titanic, the Federal Reserve, or <laughs> Atlantis, because I'm gonna come at you, dude. <laughs> you know, I, I started absolutely. to notice that my kids stopped asking me how am I doing. They what? never asked me how I was doing, which is a normal thing. Because they didn't want to open the door for me to start talking about something crazy, you know? Let me ask you something. Do you think it's, for example, your kids, and I'm just putting them in here because you mentioned them. In your scenario, when they stopped asking you, how are you? Didn't something trigger in your head? Hey, 
don't mention anything. Don't even waste your spit. Don't waste your time talking to them about whatever, right? Something crazy. The moon landing, for example, because they're gonna they're gonna hang up on you. Don't you just wanna cherish the few minutes you have on them with the phone on the phone? Oh, sure. I mean, right? the like, last the last two years I was in the house, I never said anything. I would just go to the dinner table and I would just sit there and eat and I would just talk about whatever they want to talk about. And it didn't work because it's the elephant in the room. They already know you're a kook. You're on the fringe. You're you're a wacko. You've lost your way. Uh, you're a threat because conspiracy theory is getting ratcheted up to be yeah. domestic terrorist. You know, you're not only just a kook now. You're a threat. Yeah, and that's you know they're adopting the narrative, so it's really bad. I mean, the families will circle the wagons against anybody that that a questions official them because that's what normal means. If you so. If, my look you go right. to the you you go to the party to the to the gathering, and in the first first of all they start telling you don't mention it more than three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Second, what what do they do? <laughs> well, the definition of normal is conforming to a standard, usual, typical, or expected. So they want us to be normal. That's what my daughter said, Dad. I wish you were normal. Normal means conforming. Well, if you look up conforming, it means obeying the rules. Well, that's the antithesis of a, of a truther. A truther at its core is somebody that began to question officialdom. So, for instance, I noticed the first thing I noticed was that the Federal Reserve wasn't federal. That's how I got, entered the, the matrix or exited the matrix. Yeah. Well, what happens, though, and your, your listeners will relate to this, as soon as you ask the question, and you realize the entire power structure is lying. It's not like one politician. It's the whole system. And they're lying big, right? Yeah. Then you will typically ask the follow-up question, which is, well, if that's not true, what else isn't true? That right there is at the core of what it is to be a truther. Mm -hmm. You've stopped trusting Fauci. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you realize, like, what got it for me on 9-11 was the media showed us this jet, okay, which is basically, it's not made of, like, three-inch steel. It's made of, like, aluminum. And it goes yeah. through the building, which is, like, I don't know how many tons of steel and concrete. And the CGI messed up, and it came out the other end. And the cone on the TV, the cone was totally intact. So one of the documentaries I uh, watched showed like three different commercial airliners where they had bird hits and the cone was broke. Well, it's all pushed <laughs> in, right? So here's this thing that goes through the entire building and comes out perfectly formed on the other end. So yeah. what does that mean? The media's lying. Hmm. Mm-hmm. The media is lying yeah. like a rug. Yeah. It's just- bought out and it only tells you what the master puppeteers want you to know. As a matter of fact, I'm sure you know this. The year they ended, the year they ended construction, was was the same year for the for the twin towers. Was the yeah. same year the United States adopted the number nine one one as a national emergency number. Mm. There's no coincidence in life, man. They're no, foretelling you, bro. This is absolutely. We have this thing in a, on the show called hashtag. Look it up. Buscalo GTS that shit. GTS means Google that shit. <laughs> that stuff. Yes. <laughs> I mean, this is public knowledge. Public knowledge. No, they do mark their territory. They they love to put the stuff 
in your face. In fact, I believe it's part of the incantation. It's kind of like a pinch of a dead man's grave and a pinch of bat wing. Okay. They're putting into the incantation really obvious clues like 9-11. <clears throat> they told us they found the passport of one of the hijackers on the ground, you know. I mean, yeah. really? But or, their bodies disintegrated. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> the one that did it for me was uh, there was a period of time where there was like four shootings. No, there's three shootings and the Boston bombing. It was around the time of the Boston bombing. Mm. And I remember this one truther did a montage of the four different broadcasts on CNN, and they had the exact same lady as a crisis actor. Yeah. At all four of these different events that were in four different parts of the country, and she had four different hair colors. You know, one, she had two glasses. She, she was a different name. Now, my thing is, do you think that they could have gotten a different crisis actor for <laughs> these four things? Of mm -hmm. course. Yeah. They did that on purpose. Because because if they they believe might is right. So if they put obvious clues right in your face and you still bite down on it, then that gives the demons permission to come in and karmic watch. retribution too. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's that? Karmic retribution, right? Oh yeah. They, they, yeah, they love, they, yeah, they love yeah. mocking us like because uh -huh. we're so stupid. They tell you everything face value. That's oh. what's happening. And then you accept it. Imagine all the times they've told us things that are about to happen through the entertainment industry. How many times they sang it to our ears? How many times we sang it to our kids? And you oh. know, we made it normal, right? Right. It's <laughs> yes. embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is embarrassing. And you're right. The people that are around us don't, they don't want to know. I call it their happy life. Mm. You know, I remember having conflict with my wife because I wasn't invested in the landscaping on Saturdays, you know, and doing all that stuff. And I remember starting to tell her, I said, honey, I got off the bus. I can't do life like we've been doing it. It's like you're having a tea party on the train tracks and the house is on fire and you just don't know it, you know. And wow. We're you just couldn't function anymore like them. Well, you know, we've now been vindicated like the, the, uh, the uh, the gene therapy, which is a an artificially intelligent parasite, is is being called by uh, Doctor Yegon, or he was like the head um, science advisor for Pfizer. He stepped mm -hmm. down. He said this is a extinction level event. He said this is a bioweapon that will call humanity and its extinction level event. This is the head science advisor for Pfizer said that okay and then there's other people at his level that are telling us this is this is at the end of humanity are the types of terms that they're using okay so we were right okay we were trying to tell them when this stuff starts to happen you won't be ready and that's exactly what we were talking about we were trying to warn them that these people want you dead klaus schwab you ever watch billy billy gates of hell billy gates when he talks about the next, there's going to be another bioweapon. All the freaking time. And, yeah. But no, but he's snickering. He's like, he's like laughing. They love killing people. It's, it's Baal worship. You know, when the Old Testament, they would have you put the baby into this burning bowl or this big goat thing was holding this bowl and then heat it up. Yeah. These, these people are sick.
Yeah. Um, we did an episode on Eve on Santa Claus and the origins of Santa Claus two yeah. years ago. And we found out that a lot of the people that were worshiping Baal in the summer solstice, when their babies were born, they would sacrifice those summer babies in the winter and they would put it on the lap of this burning, burning statue with coals and burning coals inside on the lap. And this is where, where sitting a baby on Santa's lap comes from. No. And they did that ritualistically to, uh, to, to have Baal bless their spring crops oh so there was sacrificed summer babies yeah dude it's freaking wild so putting somebody on, on on the lap of this god um dressed in red burning hot coals is all ball worship bro this is uh, no no not bob Mo moloch that's the name so yeah it was yeah moloch, right? yeah 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 well that's Crazy our problem stuff. is that we we start finding out all of this symbology and you know all this stuff we're just doing by rote we're not really thinking and we start getting like our integrity is getting, we're vexed, right? We're vexed in our spirits because we don't like being a Vic and being led around by the nose. So we start resisting. And then, but our loved ones look at us like we're unpatriotic or, you know, we're all worked up over nothing. And we're like, no, no, I'm I'm not going to go along with people slow killing me anymore and enslaving me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if the truth makes you mad. Absolutely. No, unapologetic. I I'm unapoda no apologies. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I couldn't pronounce that one. No, I I I have to relate with you. I relate with you to the point where um uh my wife comes from a very Protestant ch uh, church, Latin Protestant church, and um they're called ap apostolics in, in uh -huh. English. I think I pronounced it direct translation. Uh, and then and, and the, for for six Bible studies, I was attacked. By a group of ministers. And now I thought it was a freaking Bible study. No, these guys were coming at me. They were like, Angel, we're selling you salvation. And this is the only salvation we're going to sell. Now, I'm not bashing on God stuff for man religion. I don't care. People are, you know, this is what is, that's the beautiful thing about this country. You could worship and, and you know, congregate yourself, yourself wherever you need be. But they were coming at me sideways. And I needed to train how to speak with these people because they were not only trying to trigger a fight with my wife, but they were trying to separate me. And they told me, if only you could join our church, we could strapping you up and be an arrow of God, etc. Yeah, it sounds dandy and beautiful. Until the last time, the last day, the, the sick, on the sixth um, meeting we had, that session, somebody said, Angel, because I was questioning how their doctrine matches some of the doctrines that I was brought up in. And I, and then and then so and then a lady spoke out of turn and she's she's like angel I'm sick and tired of you questioning the ministers. She goes we're the only one giving you right salvation. Everybody else is wrong. When I heard that, I was like I looked at him. Then I looked at the not the pastor at the de deacon or duke. And I, I looked at him and I was like I smiled. They gave him a smirk. I was like that is why I'm not joining your church because I don't think I'm better than anybody else and I don't think you're selling the right salvation and I won't give you ten to fifteen percent of my check ever. Thank you so much. Anyway, and I walked out of there very politely. So it was very, you know, I can relate where you stand your ground. You don't want to behave in a certain narrative. And there's a message you have for the world that a lot of people are not ready to listen to, accept, embrace, and then degurgitate it to somebody else so that yeah. you could wake up the other lions. Even if you were correct, there is no such thing. But let's just pretend for a minute you're correct. You are the only church preaching the pure truth. I would if I was if I was that church, I would never say it because that would make me so arrogant. I wouldn't want to say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's right? a special word for in, in in Spanish, it's called altanero. 
That's what it, it means. Altanero. It means uh, means uh, that you're so arrogant, full of yourself. Yeah, like you're yeah, the yeah. one. I was like, okay. Like I mean, I mean, you know, you got. I'm happy that you're happy. That's all I'm gonna say. But I'm nah, telling you, with it. <laughs> well, that sounds pretty pretty aggressive. I don't know what their what their uh, thinking was, but I mean, yeah. there's no need to like dogpile on somebody. You know, when they're coming into the church, that's yeah. how they recruit I don't know people what it was. to join their church. Yeah. You know, it, it almost got my wife and I divorced. It almost, I think it was my wife got pregnant and then uh, we got married during during the pregnancy. I think that's what saved the marriage. Her were getting pregnant and then uniting wow. me, like, like you know, getting to know us again. Yeah, man, but um, wow. definitely, definitely a ride because I'm a truther. Tell me more about your book on a closing, closing statement, man. Yeah, the book, um, the book is going to help a lot of people. Like people tell me all the time, John, I don't read books. I couldn't put this down because- I mean, you were just describing my life. So there's a lot of validation that you'll get. I don't, I'm not trying to convince people about different conspiracies because it's not written to convince you. It's written for the people that are already convinced. But I do talk about different stuff in the book. It's fascinating. But mostly it's going to give you anecdotes, stories, and, and guidance, like give you some tools. Like I'll give you one, what I figured out when I was in that last two years where I didn't say anything to my kids or my wife. But it would still come up like on the TV, the word conspiracy theory would be mentioned and they'd kind of look at me and snicker. And so I was like, you know, I'm I'm trying to observe your boundary and not talk to you about anything that would, you know, challenge your views. But I don't really appreciate that being slimed like that. So I decided to start creating my own boundary. OK, so if if in any Ooh. context, the word crazy ridiculous conspiracy theory kook anything like that came up i would hold up my finger and say excuse me i may be mistaken but i'm not crazy and i'd appreciate uh. it if you didn't invoke that term around me when i started doing that i started to take back some of the respect that was stolen from me because mm. that's what the word conspiracy theory is designed to do it's a yeah. shaming attack vector it's designed to shame you into silence and it means you're crazy. I'm embarrassed that you're even thinking that. How could you believe that? And I don't want to talk about it. And I don't think, you know, you're right. It means all those things. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So Wow. We got to make sure the listeners of PernaRadio.com check out. Please go on Amazon today <laughs> and check out the Conspiracy Theorist Survival Guide. The Conspiracy Theorist Survival Guide. A guidebook for the prosecuted truthers. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is John Kerwin with a little introduction, a little dose and breadcrumbs of truth leading you up to his survival guide. And like, like he mentioned just a couple minutes ago, it's not for the people that are just stepping into the light. It's not for the people that have been living in the light for a, for a while now. And they want to get to not only know how he survived and how he went through his emotional, you know, turbulence. Um, this is for you guys to learn how to live with it and hopefully teach other people. Share the link and drop. Um, are you on YouTube, Kerwin? Yeah, I'm on YouTube at Wake Up or Else. Make sure you check him out and drop a comment, drop a foster review on, on YouTube and check out his content. Please let them know one more time where they can find you and lead us out, man. Awesome. All right. So, yeah, if you go to YouTube, Wake Up or Else is all one word. You'll find us there. We do live streams on the Mandela Effect and the Bible changes and uh, mostly that. And just the journey of the believer, how to walk out this whole situation in this crazy world as a believer and as a truther at the same time because it both created a set of persecution by themselves 
Yeah. And I have a couple of friends that are Bible thumping Christians, truth warriors. I love them dearly. I work with one of them. Uh, shout mm -hmm. out to my friend Juan, a yep. great leader. Uh, and he manifests greatness every day along my side. We go to work at 4 a.m. in the morning and we're always talking. I, and I pressure him. Give me a give me a Bible verse today, bro. I want something <laughs> to trigger me. <laughs> and then we're always like, I'm always challenging because I, I feel like he has a lot of talent to put out as well. So I'm going to dedicate this portion of the show to him and I'm going to, I'm going to get you guys in contact. Hopefully he reaches out yeah. to you. I'm sure he has plenty of questions regarding Excellent. how the Bible and then guidance from you. And I'm going to cough up that book and I'm going to give it to him for Christmas Excellent. as a gift. So <laughs> I know exactly how to connect you guys. It's going to be amazing. Make sure you check us out, please. Again, uh, John Kerwin, John Kerwin and uh, check them out at, on YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. If you can't find them for any given reason, make sure you check them out also on ParanoidRadio.com. The description on this show, on this episode, will be available immediately. And you can find his link also on ParanoidRadio.com. Drop a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This allows, uh, allows other people to enjoy the show as much as I enjoyed making it. It was a blast. And I want to thank you so much for spending the time with me, spending the time with the listeners. And God bless you always. Keep doing what you're doing. And I hope to have you again on the show and give me a second dose of that greatness. You got it, Angel. Anytime, brother. It's great to be here. And thanks for listening, folks. We appreciate it. God bless. Paranoid Radio.